I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Good morning, and welcome to the latest edition of Grow Your Occupancy podcast. My name is Danny Merlino with Grow Your Occupancy, and today we actually have one of our very own team members, one of our fabulous virtual sales specialists, Heidi Bernard. Hi, Heidi. How are you? Hi, Danny. It's good to just sit and chat with you for a minute. Yes. So we were able to connect a little bit, what, a, f- a few weeks ago um, was our first time of really being able to spend time together. Mm-hmm. And that was absolutely amazing. You have so much experience in this industry and are truly an expert. Can you walk our viewers through what your background is and your career path? Sure. Um, I dare say I'm going to age myself and tell you I've been in the in the industry for about 25 years. Um, started back as a salesperson in a community. Gosh, I think that was the wording we used back then. Right, this was the salesperson, um, and then quickly flipped over to operations and was an executive director. Came back as regionals for both sales and for operations. And then worked my way through to becoming VP of customer experience and VP of sales and marketing and sales training. So I've got a nice balance through my entire career of listening a little bit about sales concerns and operations concerns and how do we how do we marry the two because my true belief is nobody should work in silos. We're all on one team and sales especially is a team sport. So uh, that's my background. 100%. It is definitely a a team sport. So when we were chatting last time, we were kind of a little bit talking about what some of our maybe pet peeves are, or maybe more of what we, when we're in databases, you know, what we see or, or what we, what we hear. And we started talking about follow-up and the difference between follow-up and just calling and the difference between that and creative follow-up that actually works and and sets you apart. And you had some amazing ideas and thought processes. So I just want to start first with why is creative follow-up in your eyes so incredibly important? Um, Well, I think that's a great place to start because I think in the today's world, people are informed so much through the through the internet with data and information. And often they come to communities and they basically know a lot about the community. And what happens and what is my pet peeve, as you know, is when we give the same routine tour and we follow up with our, how did you like the tour? Do you have any other questions? Um, you know, did you talk to your brother? Um, everybody's doing it. Everybody's sending an email. Everybody's sending a phone call just saying, I'm just checking in. And it, it doesn't make you stand out at all. And these people are collecting, you know, our prospects and families are collecting all this material this collateral and the only difference that i see is really a logo and the name change on that collateral and so how do i make sure that mary smith who came in and took her time out of her day 
was really engaged with me, you know, how am I going to make sure that Mary remembers me versus Sally that she saw the hour later and everything just becomes a fog to her or the family member because they can't differentiate between me at the community and someone else because it's all the same. So honestly and truly like creative follow-up is my jam. It's my juice. Okay. So what is your definition though of creative follow-up? Like what falls underneath that category? (laughs) You know, first of all, when you say creative follow-up, I know there's people that are going to listen to this and say, but I'm not creative. Like, you know, I don't have that artsy feel to me. And so I want to take that word out. Although it's creative follow-up, it's impactful follow-up. Okay. What is an impactful follow-up or what I like to phrase as an if you, like if you do this, you will make a deeper connection is how I want people to remember it. So an impactful um, creative follow-up is something that builds a level of relationship deeper. It says, gosh, you heard me. I wasn't just a number. You didn't just talk about clinical things. You understood what I personally was going through. So it's often um, what what makes me know that I stood out among all the other people that you saw that day and we connected on on something that's unique, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked earlier about my bling, right? Like I'm the bling girl. Love your necklace. Known as the bling girl, right? (laughs) And so if you were to send me something with, I thought I'd sparkle your day. My gosh, she remembered that I'm the bling girl and I love, you know, jewelry or I love to stand out with my bling. Those kind of things are going to be, dang, Danny heard me. She knows a little bit more. And now it's a more personable level personal level than just a, hey, I'm, I'm calling to see um, what you're thinking about moving into our community. Now we can chit chat about, oh my gosh, I was just shopping on the weekend and I walked into the store and I thought of you immediately. Right. Wow. Right. I want to talk to you further because we've gone on a deeper level. Absolutely. That's what's made, that's what makes an impactful or creative follow-up. You know, and I think for majority of us on a, on a personal level, we're, we're good at relationship building because we've done it our entire life, you know, in grade school, starting to build friendships or when it gets to the point of dating and we utilize creative follow-up that way, right? Like say we're, we're dating and somebody after a date follows up with me with a text or they follow up with sending me tulips because they remember that was my favorite flower. Like there's a difference, right? That's right. That's right. And people do sometimes say, oh, I send flowers. And my first question is, why? Mm-hmm. Do they, did they say they liked flowers? Maybe flowers remind them of a funeral that they've recently gone to, or maybe flowers is not their favorite favorite thing. And then if you are going to send flowers, is it because they love daisies or is it because they love roses or maybe her name was Rose or something that you can, you can come on a different level to make it really impactful and meaningful. I think a lot of times sales directors also focus on the clinical side too and end up focusing their discovery process or their follow-up around the clinical. And 
in my experience, I think that is something that just totally turns individuals off because that just because I need help with my medication, that doesn't define me as a whole person. That really has nothing, doesn't tell you anything about me, right? As, as who I am as an individual. Exactly. And when we do a comparison, you know, we do mystery shops in our industry, let's be honest, or when we mm-hmm. hear families say, you know, I've told this story 10 times because we know it's been asked the same way by every single salesperson. You know, tell me about your mom. Oh, she fell. Oh, she needs medication management. Oh, that's great. You know what? We're going to jump right to solution selling and we're going to talk about we have a medication program and, right. you know, we have staff here and we can cook for you. And all we're doing is this whack a mole solution that never works but when you get back to great basic discovery and you read between the lines and you ask open-ended questions to the daughter about how is this impacting you and you find out that the the daughter has three kids and two dogs she can't walk and a husband that's you know demanding food on the table at whatever time plus she has a job herself plus now mom's needs, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe the creative or impactful follow-up is more geared at first to the daughter if she's the main influencer and decision maker, because that's going to get her to appreciate, gosh, Heidi heard me and she sent me a little something, something. Maybe it's, um, Maybe it's some food you sent by because food has an emotional connection. Maybe it's some food from our chef that says, you know what, Danny, tonight cooking is on us. You've got enough on your plate. Chef wanted to send over a great loaf of, of bread for your family and a huge, you know, container of chili. Relax and enjoy tonight. We got you. And you know, that's just going to be so impactful. It didn't cost a lot, but it made hopefully you realize that I heard you and I wasn't just picking up the phone to say, so did you decide that it's going to be our community yet, Danny? (laughs) No, I was layering that relationship so that eventually, you know, we can talk very openly and candidly and I'll stand out because nobody else did that create a follow-up. So a lot of times I want to, well, first I want to ask you what you talked about discovery. What's your all-time favorite discovery question? Oh my gosh. You know, it depends on what location and what time of the discovery we're at, right? I mean, if somebody just comes and sits down, you know, I want to open it up to them. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what brings you here today and what made today the perfect day to start looking? Because I'm not saying anything now, right? I'm letting them go wherever they want to go. And then I'll start peeling back the onion, if it will, from that conversation. So even if somebody has said, you know, they're coming in because their their dad fell and and they need somewhere, I don't want to start the conversation there and say, so I understand you're here to talk about your dad. So tell me about your dad. right? Right. I want to open it up because she might come back with, oh, I'm here because I'm going out of my mind, right? going out of my mind, trying to figure all this out. And now we can start layering on all the questions. But honestly, when you say what's my favorite, it's like allowing them to set that agenda for the day. Perfect. Okay. So jumping back to this impactful follow-up. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, helped coach individuals or 
me myself, when I've been at the community level, have had kind of a few roadblocks in regards to budgets. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, the pushback I gave back in the day or that I still hear from individuals is, yeah, that'd be great if I could do that. But we have zero budget or very little budget. So you mentioned utilizing a chef, right? That's not maybe two bucks to send, you know, coming out of your department to send chili. Um, Any other ideas that you have for individuals in those circumstances? Absolutely, because I hear that as well, right? I don't have a P card and we don't have petty cash. And so let's start with the freebie ideas, right? I mean, there are so many absolutely free ideas that can make an impact. You could make a certificate, right? You could say outstanding daughter award. You just, you know, my heart went out to you with what you were going through. I just wanted to give you this. It means nothing, but it means everything to them yes. that you heard me, right? So sending a little certificate, if it's a, it's the future prospect, you know, maybe it is a coupon that says you get to be resident for a day, or you get to come in for some free meal, or um, it could be something like a card. It could be pictures of the team that says we're waiting for you. It could be a, a video, take your phone and video yourself and say, Danny, I had so much fun talking to you today. I just wanted to let you know that as much as a resource I am here for you, I also want you to know it was just such a blast talking to you and we laughed so much. You were the best laugh of my day. And if you got that in an email, it costs nothing. But look at you smiled when I said that. So it will just bring an impactful meaning to the day and our connection. And the chances of you picking up the phone the next time I call, you're more likely not to ghost me or not to, you know, push me back a little bit because now we've made a connection and you've received my free little gift. They don't feel like it's a a huge basket with, you know, 10 bottles of wine and now you're trying to buy my business. Right. It is nothing about buying your business. It's about being impactful in our relationship and how do you grow that relationship by these nice gestures genuine gestures are received you know those sleazy little gifts of okay now they're trying to buy my business that's not what we're talking about and that's what makes it creatively impactful how's that I love it. But then you can also you can also do things that aren't quite as expensive. They might cost you a few dollars, but I'm not talking cheesy dollar store, but there are some things at the dollar store that are awesome. Like if you know somebody is doing um, loving crossword puzzles, you know, maybe do one and then don't find the last three words and say, Danny, I couldn't find these last three words. Can you help me out? You said you love word puzzles, right? Now she's going to go, not only am I helping because people love to help other people, but now you remembered that I love to do word puzzles and I can figure it out, right? That's a great idea. Going back to the free idea, you can actually go online and create a free templated um, crossword and put in all your words. Put in your community name, put in lifestyle, put in uh, peace of mind, put in um, prepared meals. So when they do the word search, it's actually all about your community. You can build that for free on the internet. 
Oh, that's a fabulous idea. You can do those things as well. Um, and then never forget um, a prospect's pet. Pets are endearing. They're our family for friends, right? They're our family children for family. And, you know, it, what does it cost to go to the dollar store and get some cat treats, some dog treats, some cat food? You know, Dana, just thinking of Fluffy, I know Fluffy was a very important part of your deciding to come to a community. We can't wait for Fluffy to meet and then maybe take some pictures of some other pets that are in your community already and say, you know, Fluffy, we want you to meet George and Roxy and Broker and all the other animals. And now she feels like it's not a sales pitch. Oh yeah, we have pets. You can bring your pet. Now you're part of the family of her family. So I have to tell you my very first pet as a little girl was a cat named Fluffy. So you won me over. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> So I think a lot of times sales directors and executive directors, because I think they should be a part of the creative, you know, follow up too. I think a lot of times they have the best intentions and there's never enough hours in the day. You get pulled into so many different directions. You know, a resident wants you to tie their shoe that should take 10 seconds. And the next thing you know, 45 minutes have gone by because you're, you know, having a conversation and you ended up going to make sure that, you know, their bed was tucked in perfectly or, you know, what, whatever it may be. So what are some best practices that, that truly work to help keep that, that impactful follow-up on track? So great question, because you're right everything can get off the rails every day. In our industry, your to-do list is very rarely either one completed or two at the exact time that you planned on right. doing it. We get off the rails. So some really, I think, points is to have a tickle trunk. I mean, that's an old word, but it works for me. Have a tickle trunk. I don't know what that means. So a tickle trunk is like a little box it can be an area in your office, it can be a drawer, and it's filled with ideas that you've thought of over time. So if you're getting one, get three. So if you're gonna go to the, to the dollar store and pick up those word search books, don't get one, get four. You're using one, so you have three for the next time that you need it. If you're picking up a little um, mug that means something, check out a couple of different mugs that maybe you could use for future and keep those. So make yourself a tickle trunk of all kinds of little um, gifts and treasures that you could use in the future. If you're going to get a cellophane bag to wrap something, don't go get one cellophane bag, get 10 cellophane bags, get 20 cellophane bags. Now you're not running out to the store all the time the minute you need to do creative follow-up. The other thing I would say is always block your time. Just as much as we have to block our time if we're doing a tour, I'm gonna block another 15, 20, 25 minutes right after that. One, it's a good practice anyways, because we know tours can sometimes go a little bit longer. So always buffer your tours with a little bit of airspace in case they run over. But if they have, um, and you have that time, use that time to immediately sit down and creatively think about all the things that you could possibly be impacted with a creative follow-up. Do it right then and there. Because if you don't, you're right. You will 
pick up that phone, you will go down the hall. And Lord knows when we go down the hall, it's never a quick five minutes, right? right? We get caught on something. So I would do that. Um, I would record all my creative follow-ups because some days that you just won't be thinking on all engines and we're going to be sitting there going, oh, what could I do? What could I do? And sometimes when you flip through a book, and you remind yourself, oh, I did this, oh, I did this. Even if you don't do the same creative follow-up, it might trigger another thought that says, well, I don't want to do it this way, but I think I could do something similar this way. So it's your own kind of nudger, if you will, to say, here's some things that I've done. And then always keep a record of anything that you've sent people, like an article. So if somebody's worried about um, Alzheimer's and dementia and you had a great article, keep a, keep a file folder in your computer of maybe everything related to dementia, maybe Parkinson's, maybe grief, maybe guilt. You know, I've sent many, many articles to daughters that are saying, I feel guilty. And the minute you hear that, you have to start allowing them to talk freely about their guilt. And sometimes they don't feel that comfortable, but you know, they're going through this. So why not send them as a creative free follow-up, send that article that says, you know what, Dan, I heard you. I know from my experiences, or I know this is a struggle for you. And we were talking about it. This article came across my desk, which is true. You're not saying it came across this minute, but it came across my desk and I thought of you. I hope this is a good review. So again, it's not salesy. It's just layering that connection that says, I heard you, Danny, and I just want to help you by giving you this. That way it helps her get over that process of feeling guilty about putting mom or dad in a community. And now we can talk at a deeper level and we can kind of get that to the side. I That's hope a that great helps. idea. That's a great idea. You know, jumping back to your idea with um, kind of keeping a record book or a binder of all of your ideas, what a great idea for a, a company. And then, you know, when you get together for your quarterly meetings or whatever, if everybody brings that binder of their ideas and you can trade yeah. binders, oh my gosh, how awesome That's would that be? And a lot of companies have a shared marketing drive, right? Mm -hmm, they do. So you, they could actually even pop it up into a creative follow-up shared marketing folder where every time you do it, and what a great opportunity for companies to even do a little quarterly um, contest that says, Absolutely. you know, maybe the person who does the most creative follow-ups or the most creative creative follow-up or an impactful story. Because what we hear um, sometimes triggers either an emotion to do it yourself or an impact of what it really meant for this family. And isn't that what we're always about? Absolutely. And I, I have one quick story, if I could just share yeah. with you. Um, the most impactful one I've ever received was a lemon, 49 cent lemon. And I was getting called by this company. I did a lot of sales training and used a lot of hotels. And I was just not answering this salesperson's call. I knew he wanted to sell me on more space and use our hotel again. And I just pushed it aside, pushed it aside until one day I came into my office and there was a lemon 
in a bag, in a clear cellophane bag with his business card and a note on it that said, Heidi, you are one of the busiest people I have ever met. Do you think you could squeeze me in your calendar this week? And I literally picked up the phone immediately. I didn't even sit down. I walked in my office. I'm standing at my desk going, what is this? And I called them and I said, you know, Bob, Bob, I owe you an apology. But man, this got my attention. 49 cents. He's yeah. been working, working and working on me. And he came up with a creative, creative way of building that rapport with me, building that, that um, level of relationship with me. And man, did I pick up that phone and call them. That's what we're trying to, to instill in people is the importance of getting that emotional connection and relevance. It's got to be relevant. And it just tied in beautifully to what we were going through. So I thought I would show you my story. Heidi, I think we're going to have to do a part two and talk about creative follow-up for referral sources now, because that's go. just the start of that, right? It's the there same type go. of concept. Okay, yeah. we have one minute left here. Okay. So for those individuals out there in the world listening to us, and it's the end of October, and everybody's, of course, you know, there's that big rush to hit those goals before year end. Mm -hmm. Why should a company consider hiring a virtual sales specialist from Grow Your Occupancy? Well, just by the sheer uh, focus that we can have as a virtual salesperson versus being on site. We talked earlier about how when we're in the communities, you get pulled to do that shoelace, to get tied into, can you, you know, wheel Mary down to the, to the dining room? And of course we can, right? That's what mm -hmm. we're there for. But when we're focused on a virtual sales team, Honestly and truly, that's what we're there for. And we can do 200, 300 uh, contacts and activities um, that you could never get that many from a salesperson in the community because we're not being pulled away. And I tell you, it, it, the world just opened up when I became more of a sales virtual assistant because I knew as a salesperson, um, we could have so much more impact for the community just drive in tours. Absolutely. And as of our last month's stats and data, on average for every community that we're assisting, a, an average here, we're assisting with four move-ins a month of nurturing. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. It's such a focused um, service that we can offer that you can't replicate in a building as much as you can when you're virtual and totally focused in the database. And you know what, you see that day in and day out when, when unfortunately databases are touched, right? And people do say to us, oh my gosh, that was so long ago. Um, you just like to close up that cadence and build up that opportunity to get those four move-ins. Absolutely, you guys do a wonderful, wonderful job. Heidi, it's always a pleasure. I am gonna hit you up so we can do round two here in a few weeks because I think you'll uh, be able to share so much knowledge and ideas for for that networking and outreach too. Thank you so much for your wonderful, wonderful ideas and we'll chat soon. All right, my pleasure. Talk to you soon.